Hey there, you're listening to the Soul Survivor New South Wales podcast. Here is some great Bible teaching from our More Than a Song 2016 conference. For more information, go to our website, soulsurvivornsw.org.au. Enjoy! God uh, desires that we bring more than a song to him, not just that we sing his praises, but that we show um, uh, our praise to God. And we've got the guitar and the shovel. And so far, we've done a really amazing time of singing to God and creating new songs for God and praising him for his goodness and learning more and more about him. Um, And today is our shovel day. And we're really getting into the action and the heart of uh, what God really wants for us. Um, and, and we're going to understand his heart, his heart for the poor um, and, and see what that means for us. So we're going to go on a journey uh, through the Bible about God's heart and what that means for us. So if you'd like to crack, crack open your Bibles, um, we're going to read from Isaiah 61. should be on the screen too. Oh, no, I don't have my PowerPoint. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> read along with me. Isaiah 61. Verses 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Then they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. When we look at this, we have the heart of God. It's summarized. The, The prophet Isaiah Um, He was a prophet to the Israelites and he knew that he had a scary challenge ahead of him because he was preaching to God's people, but his message was stop doing what you're doing and start doing something else. And we get at the very beginning of Isaiah, the prophet stands up and he says, guys, God sees all your songs. God hears all your prayers. God, God can see what you're doing, but unfortunately you're missing the heart of it the very beginning of Isaiah, he says, I need more than a song from you, Israelites. God's people, I need more than a song because there are people who are homeless. There are orphans and widows. There are people in need and they're just around the corner. And your songs, they're beautiful, but you're missing the point because my heart is here. I um, live at home with my mum, and my mum loves me a lot. I know that she loves me a lot. And the way that I show her love um, is by doing the dishwasher. And um, you would know this. Sometimes you have um, your mum just requires one thing of you or your parents. They just need really one thing from you. Um, And that for my mum is a dishwasher. And, you know, I could tell my mum I loved her all the time. I could bring her all the flowers in the world. Um, I could do bat flips for my mum. But if I don't unstack the dishwasher, it's almost like I just haven't even um, done anything. My mum just really, really wants me to help her out by doing the dishwasher. And I think that's what it is for us and God, that God says... All of your songs, they're beautiful, but to get the heart of what I'm saying here, you have to really look at 
at, at what um, my heart is, and that's the poor, um, that's the needy and the brokenhearted. Um, and he calls us into that. And we see that heart birthed in Jesus Christ when Jesus um, steps onto earth and, and all of a sudden this heartbeat of God from the Old Testament, his fingerprints all through the Old Testament come to life in the person of Jesus. And Jesus, in Luke 4, you have him stand up and say these words. He says that the Spirit of the Lord is on him because the Lord has appointed him to proclaim good news to the poor. Jesus' mission that comes from God's heart is the poor. It's the brokenhearted and the needy. All of these fingerprints that comes through the Old Testament is birthed. His heart comes through in Jesus. And everyone looks at Jesus when he says this and they're like, wait, isn't this, isn't this just Joseph's son? What? What do you mean? What do you mean that the spirit of this Messiah, of God's heart, that God's heart, God has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor? And don't you see it in Jesus' life? He heals the sick. He sits down with the poor. He sits in the dust. He brings blind the sight. It's this beautiful picture of God's heart which is birthed in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know Star Wars Episode 7? Who's seen it? Give me a wave if you've seen Star Wars Episode 7. Okay, there's a lot of you. Um, you know the character of Ray? Who thinks Ray is just fantastic? I do. Um, and Ray, for those who don't know, she's a bit of a dark horse. She comes out of the woodwork. I promise, I, I probably won't spoil it. Probably. Um, he, she comes out of the woodwork, and all of a sudden, she's this amazing Jedi warrior with the Force. And everyone's like, where did she come from? And sorry, am I spoiling it? If you haven't seen it by now, then you should have already. Okay, if you were going to see it, you would have. What was that? What was it? What did he say? Oh, you've got a theory. Is that right? We've got Ray. Ray bursts onto the scene and she has these she has these incredible powers of the force. Yeah? And and everyone's like, oh Ray, where did she come from? And that little old lady in the bar, she's like, the force is so strong in this girl, or something like that. How is my accent? Um, Ray just comes on the scene and she has these incredible powers and we don't know who Ray's parents are and we don't know how she has the force. But we know a little bit about what Ray's parents are like because we know what Ray is like, okay? We can see that God, we can see that her parents must have been pretty impressive if the force is so strong in this girl, okay? many theories about who her parents are. But in the same way, when Jesus bursts onto the scene and his mission is for salvation, and his mission is for renewal and for restoration and for the poor, we see God's heart in the, in, we see God's heart manifest in the person of Jesus Christ. Friends, do you want to know what God is like? Look at the heart of Jesus. Look at the mission of Jesus. And that's for the poor, right? Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. And what's Jesus doing? He's feeding the hungry. He's healing the sick. 
He's giving water to the thirsty. We want to know what God is like. Let's look at what Jesus is doing. And his mission is for the poor. Where does that leave us though? In verse 3, the scripture says, They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. The passage goes from talking about I, me, Jesus, called, anointed, and then all of a sudden they will be called oaks of righteousness. When Jesus told his disciples that he was going to die, his disciples were like, Jesus, what are we going to do without you? He says, don't worry. I'm going, but I'm sending another one. He's going to be just like me. But he's not going to be in the physical. He's going to actually live inside you. And he's going to make a home in you. He's going to build a new heart in you. He's going to renovate. Take out all the old stuff and bring in the new stuff. And in you will be Jesus' heart, this new spirit, this spirit of revival and of restoration. This is what we have. And so when Jesus leaves, we have the Holy Spirit which burns inside us and we are called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of God's splendor, for the display of his mission. I spent some time in Rwanda a little while ago. Um, Actually, it was two years ago now. And when I was there, I met this guy. Um, His name was John Claude, but we called him JC. Um, In Rwanda, they speak French. Um, And JC's job, his sole job, is to go around. He works for World Vision in uh, Rwanda. And his sole job is to walk through the streets and find people that need help. To, To be the eyes of World Vision to find people that need help and then work out uh, how he can help. And one time he was walking um, just through the streets doing his job and he saw these two little boys and they were just sitting, sitting down on the side and about two and four and they were sitting just playing in the dust and JC walks over to them and says, boys, why aren't you in school? They look at him and they say, we don't go to school because we don't have shoes. We can't go to school without shoes. JC's like, all right, where's your mum? Mum's out trying to get work. Who are you at home with then? No one. Where's your house? It's just down there. Can I see your house? So there are two little boys, they take JC to their house and their house is perched on the top of a valley and what happens is when the wind comes through, it rips through the valley and takes the front off their house. So they live in half a house because the front can't be fixed because the front gets taken off by the wind. And so JC has this realisation that these kids... They don't have a locked door. They're home by themselves, completely vulnerable, completely alone. No hope for them. 
So JC says, if we could get you some school shoes, would you go to school? Kids are like, yep. If we could fix your house, would you want to live in it? Yep. If we could get your mum a job? And a couple of years after that happened, I ended up in the house of Obed and Ishmael, the two little boys. And their house, in the same way, was a ramshackle. They showed us their house. And I realized that while I was standing in the house with these two little boys, um, that you know that feeling when you're going to the, where you're catching the bus and it's like a Friday evening and you're coming home from school and um, you know that coming home for you is like a cooked dinner at home and like the warmth of being at home, but it's like raining and kind of cold in the evening and you're waiting for the bus and you know that it's only just a matter of time until you get home. I realized that I was having that feeling of just wanting to be home, that cold, the wet. But I was having that inside Obed and Ishmael's home. That was their home. That was their house. But JC, the eyes, the vision of God, planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, that reaching out means that these kids have a different life now. When we left, they had just bought a new plot of land. Their mum had got a job. The kids had school shoes. They were about to start school. This new life that's totally burst forth into these children's lives. And look, we can't all be JC. We don't live in Rwanda. We can't all be JC. We can't be that active for on the on the ground all the time right but the money that rebuilt or you know built a new house for Obed and Ishmael that's the money that raises gets raised from the 40-hour famine and you guys have the opportunity to do the 40-hour famine this year and be part of JC being able to rebuild lives how are you going to be a planning of the Lord for the display of God's splendor because the spirit of the Lord burns bright in your heart. The fingerprints of God and his heart for justice are all over you. They're all over your life. God wants to do incredible things through you. It's the same spirit that was in Jesus is in you. He's building a new home in you. He's renovating your heart. What's your call? How can you be a planting of the Lord for the display of God's splendor in your life to the people around you? You're going to have an opportunity to do that today going out to your projects. Because when God sows his seed into you, it grows up. And you have the choice of how you're going to display his splendor. Why don't we all stand? Just spend some time in silence with the Lord. Hear his call over you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on you because the Lord has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God. Friends, he sent you to comfort those who mourn and to provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Friends, you will be called oaks of righteousness. You're a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. This is the adventure of the spirit. To take you to a place of renewal, restoration, to change lives in small ways and big ways. This is the adventure that you're on. Maybe some of you haven't heard that adventure yet. You didn't know that that was the adventure. Some of you thought that the adventure stopped at playing foosball on Friday nights. The adventure doesn't stop there. It's a real time now, spirit of God, power, conviction, moving in your life. Let's say yes to that conviction, to that power. We're going to have a time to respond. So God wants to move us forward, give us new steps, new power. And there's some of us who think, I didn't know that that was a journey, that I want to be part of that. I didn't know that the spirit inside me was a power. I want to know that. I want to see lives transformed in the name of Jesus that's you, you see a new journey starting for justice, come forward, we'd love to pray for you, be bold, want to feel that fire of the spirit of that heart of God that burns brightly intensely in your life if that's you you want to feel that fire that compelling towards compassion come forward